I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. One day closer to vacation, so I'm happy. That's good. Yes, I I need a vacation it's been i don't know october is one of those months where there's just like so much going on because it's like you have halloween you have you know halloween things you know people decide to get married and in halloween like there's halloween things um i had to go help out my sister at uh her like little fall festival thing for her school and that was bananas because, you know, children and candy and games, <laughs> that is an energy that I haven't seen since I was that energy. But, yeah, just there's a bunch of stuff going on, a bunch of events. You know, Halloween's next week. I have to go to my parents' house and help pass out candy because our neighborhood gets, like, really insane. And especially it's, like, you know lighter covid restrictions like everyone's gonna mm-hmm. be there so and we have to get there like a specific time because like security starts like not allowing people in <laughs> so uh to our neighborhood so uh, it's one of those things where it's like i have to make sure i get everything done on halloween before a certain time or else i won't be allowed to go to my neighborhood so <laughs> wow yeah how are you what's going on with you Nothing much going on, you know, kicking around, um, watching scary movies. That's about it. That's good. That That's the one Halloween thing that I don't do often. I, I feel like I do more of, uh, you know, handing out candy and dressing up and eating candy rather than watching movies that that make me scared but i mean there there's some good halloween movies that like aren't scary you know there's the the great pumpkin charlie brown um 
anything involving Snoopy isn't scary. And I think that's like where I and then there's the Ghostbusters, but then you have like the Marshmallow Man, and that's where it just becomes like too much for me. But what what's scary Hollywood or Hollywood? What Halloween movies have you been watching? Um, well, I was doing a couple episodes of the Blue Harvest Patreon, and so I watched a couple of the Halloween movies, a couple of the Elm Street movies, and then the new. Uh, David Gordon Green Halloween Halloween Kills which was like I can't it's been a while since I've been that angry at a movie <laughs> like if I if I hadn't been watching it to talk about it with Haas and Jesse I would have I would have turned it off like it just like it wasn't just bad because a lot of those you know a lot of slasher movies are bad but you know they can be boring bad or fun bad this was just like I don't know. It just it was. It didn't feel like a Halloween movie. It was just like tried to cram in this really stupid message. It was terrible and mean and just not enjoyable at all. And like just across the board, just bad. Like a couple of good performances, but mostly terrible acting, terrible dialogue. Maybe one or two good kills. Really disappointing because the it didn't he the Halloween he made in 2019 with the same writers I really enjoyed so I did not expect the uh, quality to drop quite this badly. That's a shame. Yeah, it sucks. I'm glad I did not see it in the theater because if I had like paid twenty bucks to go see this movie, I would have been like fuming. Yeah, I, I I went through something recently, too, where, you know, yesterday, Carlos and I went out to dinner and we were like, hey, like, do you want to watch Dune in the theaters or at home? And I was more like, hey, you know, let's watch in the theaters. We haven't you know, been out for a long time, you know, stressors of life and et cetera, et cetera, have kept us indoors and away from things. And it was our first night out in a while. And I was like, you know, what? let's go to the movies. And he's like, you know what? No, you know, let's just get some popcorn get some snacks and just watch it at home you know put a fire on okay this sounds good so we did that and um we watched dune and i have never been so exhausted from watching something before in my life like that (laughs) movie i don't know what it did to me but like i was physically exhausted after watching it and it's like i wasn't even like fully paying attention the whole time because i had animal crossing on i was dicking around for like less than half of the movie you know it's a fine movie don't get me wrong but i'm so fucking happy i didn't see it in theaters and that i you know i have hbo and i was able to see it i mean like no disrespect to dune but the fact that there's gonna be like three fucking parts of that we just got past one and it's funny too because i was i was texting my dad because my dad was watching it the same time i was and i asked him like how it was and he said that he he's very descriptive he said it's game of thrones in the desert (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe I was just like so tired. I mean, like I had been cleaning all day because I was just going through like stuff I didn't need anymore and organizing closets and making more room for closet space, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, just that movie just made me like so tired. I mean, like not a lot really happened in the movie and it didn't really cause like me to like have to think a lot. But like it just it made me so tired. 
<laughs> I still haven't seen it. Mostly the like runtime keeps me away from it. But also, I just, I, I just don't care about Dune. Like, I don't hate it or anything. But, like, I read the I read the book, the first book, and I sort of never got beyond that. I just I don't find it particularly interesting. Which is I I don't know. I suppose sort of sacrilegious as a big sci-fi fan, but. I don't know. I just don't care. I'll get to it eventually when I've got nothing better to do. Yeah, you aren't missing out too much. And it was fine. It was a fine movie. Um, the cast is fine. Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac, so that's fine. Uh, Thanos is in it. Uh, Jason Momoa is in it. It, it. It's a good cast, but I don't know. Like I, It, it was just it was too much for me. And I mean, I'm I'm not a movie critic or anything, so please God, don't listen to anything I say. But it just, <laughs> I, I just thought it, it was just a lot. And the fact that you know, because it, it was kind of like it reminded me of like watching a TV show. And the fact that this is part one, I'm thinking, oh great, there's part two. But I have to wait like years for part two. Like uh, it's funny now, you know, because we've gotten so used to you know watching shows and not going to the movies because of the pandemic. So the fact that we have to wait. For another movie, like more than like a couple weeks, a couple months, like it's 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 bananas. But I don't know. Hopefully that gets done soon because now I'll watch the first one, so I have to know what happens. Um, but I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. No, I just like like I said, like eventually I'll watch it. But I just like any time I've gone to do it, I'm just like eh, I'm not really in the mood. I'll watch something else. Yeah something else but uh, you know i did watch something t- this morning that was you know really heartwarming and, and nice did you watch bake off i did happy german week i liked it i always like bake off it was good they made some pretty cakes and some good looking cookies that's what i want from my tv shows right now then there were like cookies with faces on it and then there was cookies with handshakes like y- you can't get it any better than that it was a lot of good looking stuff. Yeah. It was. I was really sad to see that our vegan baker, Freya, was the one to leave the competition this week because she was very talented in, you know, in her vegan bakes and, you know, just her bakes in general. But yeah, I mean, that's an amazing thing to do for so many challenges is to, you know, stick to you know, what you want and what you know, which is vegan baking. So I was really proud that she made it that far in the competition. Yeah, knowing. Especially, she's only 19. Yeah, she's so young and she has so much talent. And, you know, just think like 10 years from now, like she can come back and like win it all. But I don't know what the rules are with like coming back to the competition. Like, I, I, I think that's frowned upon, but I don't know. You, you never know what could happen. On the other hand, it means I don't have to listen to her voice anymore, and <laughs> that is that is something of relief. I know she Carlos. Seemed, she seemed very nice. Her voice, no. Her voice was interesting. I know Carlos was asking me. He's like, "How do you know if she's not interested or interested in a conversation? Like, does she just like continue with her syllables more? Like, or everything because of the Freya and the y'all. Yeah, it was just a bunch of like extra syllables, which I thought was funny. But yeah, accents are cool. 
but yeah, it was a good episode. Um, surprised Jurgen didn't win this challenge um, or this episode, but Giuseppe, man, Giuseppe's my boy. You know, as soon as he puts on that headband in the mornings, that's when you know <laughs> that some fantastic bakes are about to be made. Yeah, that dude is just like incredibly talented. He is, and everything he does is just like so effortless and just so like just perfection. It's funny too because I don't know if it's the way that that the show edits, but it always seems like he's done. Him and Jurgen are done like before like everyone else. And that, you know, they don't stress as much and that they just they are so calm, cool and collected, you know, versus Chiggs. Someone was describing yeah. Chiggs as just like chaotic at just everywhere. <laughs> but he did pretty well this week, too. I like Chiggs. Like Chiggs is good. Like I think that we have some very great bakers and, you know, possibly some, you know, more handshakes to be given out. So I'm excited. Yeah, I like having this to watch every week. Me too. It's the right amount of, like, wholesomeness that, like, we need right now. Since, like, Ted Lasso left us. Which, he yeah. was actually on SNL last night. Oh, that's right. How was it? I didn't watch it, but um, someone was retweeting some of his skits. And there was one where he was, like, the new Ellen. And it was really funny. It was just, like, him, like... uh kind of acting like Ellen but like hardcore it was like just like a dude Ellen so just I don't know I'm describing it terribly but it seemed funny I mean I didn't even have the sound on I was just like watching it <laughs> I was just like oh because Carlos was sleeping so I'm like okay like it's Jason Sudeikis acting like Ellen okay but it was it was pretty funny but I think Oscar Isaac was in one of the skits Hmm. So okay. that's fun. He had a pirate hook. I don't know why. I also probably watched that one on mute. So yeah, I, why are why do you bother watching them if you have them on mute? I don't know because like I I have nothing else to do, and you know Carlos was sleeping, and it's like I could have watched it later, but I'm not going to be interested in this later. Like I. I don't know. I wanted to see if like anything like possibly funny happened, and it's it's easy to, to determine if that happens like without sound or with sound. But Kim Kardashian was on, I think, last week on SNL, and she didn't do too bad of a job. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought her skits were um, kind of funny. Um, I know that she got a lot of help from, like, a lot of, you know, her famous friends to, like, help her out and make sure that, like, she didn't, like, fuck up. But funny enough, her mom and her sister were in, like, a skit or two. They did fucking horrible compared to her. But not even compared to her. They just did fucking horrible. Like, Chris kept messing up and laughing, and so did Chloe. And I'm thinking, well, I respect Kim for, you know, taking this opportunity seriously and not making, like, a total fool out of herself. So props to her on that. But. Yeah, maybe one of these days I'll actually watch um, the Jason Sudeikis SNL skits not on mute. And I'll determine whether or not they're funny. But they probably are because Jason Sudeikis is pretty funny. Yes, I enjoy him. Me too. So uh, do you want to get to some uh, Star Wars news? 
Yeah, there we actually have a little bit this week. What are we talking about first? Well, Hayden Christensen is returning to Star Wars. Well, we already know, knew that. But Emily, like this is this is the the part that we don't know. We we don't know this, but now we know this as of right now, in this moment, today, in this year, in this second, that Hayden Christensen will reprise the role of Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka, the latest Star Wars live action series. I, okay, how did you feel when you hear this news? I didn't really care. What about what about you? Uh, I mean, we already know he's coming back for Obi Wan. I'm happy for him because he seems like a nice enough dude who got a pretty like rough ride of it, mm-hmm. not big through his own actions. So happy for him. I don't care about the Ahsoka show, like pretty much at all. The only thing I find remotely interesting is uh, seeing Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. But also it's like, so is it going to be flashbacks? Is it going to be Force Ghost? What are we talking about here? I mean, I I think maybe Force Ghosts. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean... We've only seen a limited amount of Force ghosts in Star Wars, and we haven't seen any in the series, so that would be semi-interesting. But then, you know, you think, like, why is she only seeing Anakin's ghost? Like, why isn't she seeing uh, Obi-Wan's ghost, too? Like, are they going to have to, like, get, um, are they going to have to do what they did with Tarkin and bring Alec Guinness in? Like, I'm I'm not sure what they're going to do with that, so I assume, what I assume is that they're getting really big into doing flashbacks. Like, I feel like they started kind of doing, like, flashback scenes in The Mandalorian. And I feel like we're definitely going to see some flashbacks in Obi-Wan. So I feel like they're trying to, like, bring that back because it's like they're trying to get that nostalgia of the prequels because, like, they're reading the room and seeing that, you know, a lot of people fucking love Hayden Christensen now, which I don't know why now. I mean, I'm happy for him, though, because he got a lot of shit during the prequels. And... I'm more happy that, you know, he's out here working, having a fun time, you know, rather than seeing that this Ahsoka show is happening. And I, I, it's a weird thing to be more happy that, like, someone's getting work versus, like, I'm getting, like, new Star Wars material. But yeah. I'm just not that interested in this Ahsoka show. Like, I feel like, like, other characters deserve you know, their own shows or we deserve to see like new stories. Like I don't understand like why we have to stay in the past of Star Wars and continue going on this train of characters. Like the less I know about these characters, the better. Like it's like if we got like a Luke Skywalker TV show, like I already know enough about Luke Skywalker. I want to know about someone else. Like I loved getting to know Din Djarin and all of his fucking friends and Grogu. Like I want to make more fucking friends. Yeah, and I guess especially since the Ahsoka show is going to be continuing the the rebel stuff, apparently, like, that's already something I don't care about. Like, you know, like, shout out to people who love that show. Like, I don't mean to, you know, I don't, I don't want to break uh, Sal Paralysis' heart or anything, but 
I just, it's not a story I was ever interested in. So it being in live action doesn't help that. And I just, I don't know if also because there are other shows coming that I am interested in, it makes me even less interested in this one. If that makes sense. Cause it's like, it's not the only star Wars. It's just going to be for a couple of months, the only star Wars. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't come here to break any hearts. Sal Perales. But yeah, I just I'm not too excited for this. I mean, I'm I'm happy as hell that, you know, we get to see Anakin Skywalker again and we get to see him in Kenobi and we get to see Kenobi and all that. But it's like I want new things. And I, I think it's interesting that, you know, all this rubble stuff is gonna be in live action and we're gonna continue that story and find out what happened to Ezra, you know, when he went off with the space wells and Thrawn. Like I it's just becoming too much for me, and I don't know how the storytellers are going to, like, complete that story or, you know, make that story go on. But I'm glad that we have other material to look forward to. Like, we have Cassian coming up, Book of Boba Fett in, you know, just a couple weeks. Um, and we might get a trailer, you know, on Disney Day for it. I mean, I find that very surprising that there is a show coming to Disney Plus in less than two months and we still haven't received a trailer for it but I think that's just me being greedy and like wanting things because I want things like I'm not going to deny it but I would like to see a trailer we're going to get a trailer but I guess that's just making me more anticipated for this event that there's nothing and there's not going to be anything until Disney Day, possibly. So that's really nice. That's a nice change of things. Because sometimes, like, you just get too many trailers. Like, when the Star Wars movies would come out, you know, we'd have to start avoiding the television or avoiding Twitter at certain times because there was too many trailers or something or some leaks or et cetera, et cetera. So it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, you know, I think I think for a TV show, having your first trailer you know, a month and a couple weeks out is, is pretty decent. But I mean, and I like it cause I want, you know, it'll be fun to see and it'll be exciting to get everybody talking about it, but it's not like, it's not like I need a trailer to make me want to watch Book of Boba Fett. Like I want to watch that show no matter what. Yeah. So I'm sort of more interested to see if we get, you know, like any any bits from Obi Wan or Andor, which are a little further out, or anything you know, announcements of anything new, or maybe like some more details on Rogue Squadron or even the the Taika project. Like, I'm, I, I'm look, I'll happily watch the book of Boba Fett trailer, but I mean, I, I like, I just don't need it. Yeah, but it's interesting, though, that I feel like it's been, like, a long time, like, since we've received... I can't say that because we just had visions, but I feel like it's been a long time since, like, we've had something, like, to grasp, like, a show or something. Um, But, again, I think it's just us being greedy, or me being (laughs) greedy. I mean, Hawkeye's about to start, and I'm really excited for that because it seems to be fairly closely based on the Matt Fraction uh, run of Hawkeye, which is one of my favorite comic runs of all time. And I love Kate Bishop. 
and I love Pizza Dog. And they released a poster today, and Pizza Dog is wearing a Santa hat. And I'm super stoked for that. Because what I like about it is from the from the trailer, it does it looks fairly light. And it looks like the stakes are going to be character stakes rather than, oh no, the world is ending stakes. I don't I don't need everything to be, oh no, the world is ending. I like it being like, Hawkeye needs to help the people in his apartment building, which is what a lot of that Matt Fraction run is. And so so I'm very hopeful for that show. Yeah, I'm I think that this whole high stakes thing is like a little too much, you know, especially like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, that was intense. Like, I like something lighthearted and with a dog named Pizza Dog. So, I think this is the correct content for Christmas time, especially since Pizza Dog is wearing a Christmas hat. So, or a Santa hat. It just, it screams Christmas, and I'm here for it. And. I think this has potential to be the best Marvel show. I just think it'll be like, it has the potential to be the most fun and kind of like it can just exist and not be leading into another show or another movie. Like, I just want to watch Hawkeye have some fun adventures and and teach Kate Bishop Hawkeye how to be a better Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. It should be good. Um, Disney Plus has a lot to you know offer to us in the next like couple of weeks, so it's exciting. And I still haven't revisited Visions yet, which I don't know like when I will, but I've been meaning to. And then I've been meaning to finish What If, but it wasn't really my thing. And that Thor episode was not too hot. No, I still, I just have not bothered with what if I, I don't know. I, I mean to go back to visions at some point and like watching um, the, the Japanese language versions just to see what the difference experience is. But I don't know. I just don't like, I liked some of them and some of them were fine, but I don't feel like compelled to dig into it more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they, we did. We did just have a so this uh, Friday and Saturday was Hasbro Pulse Con, and we got some new announcements there. And they <laughs> finally announced. Well, they finally showed the um, Cobb Vanth Black Series and put it up for presale. And even now, it's not out until July. What is their fucking problem? And by that, I mean Star Wars, not Hasbro, because Hasbro can put, Marvel lets them put out shit the next fucking day. So I do not understand how, like, a year and a half after we get this character, they're finally putting up an action figure for it. Like, bananas. They just don't care. I think that's just what it is. Well, no, it's probably, like, if they, it's, it's, I mean, obviously they do, they care about it in some fashion, because if they didn't care, the stuff would come out right away. It's their stupid, like, weird, nobody can ever know about anything, even if it's, like, like, what what if the, the fucking key art that they gave them for Cobb Vanth had leaked? So the fuck what? Like, that wouldn't have spoiled for something for anybody. 
it's not like the Luke Skywalker thing it was a character we didn't know. Except if you had read a particular couple of Star Wars books. Yeah. I mean, I think that they were trying to keep like Rogu like so top secret. And I mean, like there definitely could have been a leak for that. So I think they're just trying to be too careful or they just think that they're like they think since Grogu that they're on this like high pedestal. So like they just want to make sure that nothing else could get leaked, but they don't realize that it doesn't matter if it doesn't get leaked. I think it's just a bunch of miscommunication and misinformation that's making them think that they have to wait 500 years to release, you know, something from season two of the Mandalorian. So, and I think this has been like a recurring theme, like before this, right? Like, I feel like everyone's always been like disappointed and, you know, Star Wars merch or, you know, the lack of it. So, Mm. No, I mean, it's like, because, like, I mean, people are pissed because there's still no, like, Ben Solo figure. It's just, it's like, they make they make some baffling choices. They do. I, I wish that they were better with that. Because, obviously, like, a lot of fans, like, want their Ben Solo merchandise or... And I've noticed, too, like, with, like, clothing and everything, too, that, like, it just there's nothing really there. Like there's not really a lot of star Wars merch merchandise anymore and merchandise that like people actually want. And I don't know if it's Disney or if it's just the Lucasfilm, but I don't see Marvel having any of these problems that we are, you know, or other, any other fandoms, but it's, it's deeply unfortunate because it causes a bit, you and a bunch of people a lot of frustration that they don't deserve. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm happy that the face model is, like, the sculpt is pretty decent. Like, you know, it's not incredible, but it's certainly better than multi-face Poe or some of the other ones we've gotten in the past. Like, I look at the character and I go, oh, hey, that's Timmy Oliphant. So that's good. Yeah. 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 That's a bummer, though. So I hope that problem resolves or it gets less worse because that's fucking annoying. Like a figure coming out like more than a year because it'll be a year since the Mandalorian season two premiere in like a couple days. So the fact that it took someone a fucking year to create a black series figure, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in the industry, so I don't know. Yeah. It took them. Well, by the time it came out, over a year and a half. It's bananas. It's it's literally bananas, and I don't get it. Yeah, but I don't know. Look, it means I get a Timmy Oliphant figure. I, well, here's the thing: is if because they've announced that they're doing a Hot Toys, but the announcements of Hot Toy does not always mean we actually get a Hot Toy. I mean, look at the fact that we still don't have a Poe Dameron hot toy. But if they do, like, put up the pre-order for Cobb Vanth and they have a good face sculpt, which Hot Toys 99% of the time does, then I'm not going to bother with the Black Series. And I will. Yeah. So the nice thing about it coming out to July is that gives me that gives me a little more time to hope that Hot Toys pulls the trigger and actually puts it up, and if it's good, then I will spend 
two hundred and some dollars in that instead of thirty dollars in a black series. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this is why I don't collect. It just you know, Legos don't bring this much frustration, you know, to Carlos. So I'm I'm happy about that. His his sports team though do, and that's very sad to watch. When like someone's like sports team like slowly like falls. And then, like, you have to, like, pick up the pieces because, like, the Dodgers didn't go to the World Series. So, so it's I'm, rough. I'm glad I'm not into any sports because it would be bad for my mental health. Yeah, and I mean, I know they won the World Series last year. And then it just sucks when they get this close because it seems like they always get this close. And, like, something always happens. Someone always gets hurt. And then it sucks. And then you feel for the team. And, like, Dodger fans are, like, a different breed of people. Because, like, it just... It's nothing I've ever seen before from fans. And then other sports teams. Because that's the problem with sports is that it never ends. Because, you know, first it's football. And then it's college football. And then it's baseball. And then every now and then it's basketball. And then it's like, when does it end? Sports never end. It's an interchangeable and forever thing. I don't mind it, though. It's nice. Especially when, like, the teams that are supposed to win. Or when he wins. And I don't know. It's a crazy world out there with sports. But um, there's a new Star Wars game coming to Apple Arcade. Yeah, it's a... Star Wars, it's a Lego Star Wars game called Castaways, and it's coming out in November. Castaways will send players onto a mysterious new planet where they can meet and team up with friends, race microfighters, battle foes, solve puzzles, complete quests, and unlock hundreds of collectible pieces to fully customize their own minifig. I mean, you know, that's very much a casual social game. The fact that it's only on Apple Arcade is annoying because that means you have to, you know, have a subscription. I'd rather just buy a fucking game. But, you know, I'll check it out. I think, I think, because I'm on a free, yeah, I had a couple of free months of Apple Arcade and I think it goes until like January. So, I'll always check oh, it out. Fun. I'll check it out since I already have the thing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'll check it out. It it just seems like another like cute little Lego game thing. So I I think it should be fun. I mean, I miss the old like Star Wars Lego games. Like I think that it's becoming too much now. The, the Legos talk and like they do extra things, and it just like I love the simplicity of just being a Lego and just being able to crush things and and get little little monies, and then find the the little prizes and the games and the red bricks to be able to, you know, get invincibility so Mm -hmm. that you can't die. And that's probably why I started up Animal Crossing again, because it's just so simple and so pure and it's mindless fun and it's a perfect de-stressor, especially with that new update coming soon ish. I need to be prepared for the changes I'm going to make to my Island. Chili's, Oh, I just, um, it wasn't, like, when I ordered it, they were telling me it wasn't going to come until late November, but I just got a shipping notification from Walmart, so my Xbox should be here, like, by Tuesday, which I'm excited about. 
Uh, mostly because it means I can like watch Blu-rays and shit again. But oh, good. Are you get any games on Xbox? I mean, it's backwards compatible, so like my my old stuff will work on it. And then I'm gonna get Game Pass and just play stuff that I can get for free. Oh, good for you. That should be fun. Cause I don't like. I mostly like little like puzzle games and story stuff. Like I'm never gonna like play Halo. I any any first person shooter. I can't. I can't do. I don't enjoy them. But I play a bunch of pinball. I have a pinball game. I like that. That's fun. I know I was watching Carlos playing like Assassin's Creed yesterday. There's like so much story to Assassin's Creed where it's like it's in certain times and you get it like there's one version where like you get a be with George Washington and help him do George Washington things. And then like (laughs) there's this like machine where like you can only go into George Washington times due to the fact that like you share DNA like with someone. So you have to go. I, I don't know. But it's it's just so many layers to this game. And like he wasn't even in the George Washington era. He was in like the Viking era, which seemed intense. And he was petting dogs and that seemed fun. But that is not I, I can't do that either because that's just that, that's just too much. Like I used to be more into like the story, you know, the playthrough story video games. But I would always need like the walkthroughs through that because like I yeah. never knew what the fuck I was doing, and like now I like okay like I need to catch this fish like I need this many more fossils oh cool I caught a rare butterfly that's fucking neat so I'm glad that there are certain things I don't know where I'm going with this but I'm just ugh. video games are a lot <laughs> yeah no I. I'll, I'm happy. I'll be happy to have a system again, but no, I don't like. I don't. I don't really do any of the AAA titles. Like, I just that's not because I get bored with video games very easily. So, like, I don't want to spend seventy dollars on something that I'm going to play like half of. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I get something because it's like I want to complete it, you know, not because I want to, you know, start it, you know, halfway. But I feel bad because I remember when like Star Wars Battlefront 2 like came out and like everyone was getting it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get it. And I played it for like good like couple months, but it just got too much for me. Like it's too complicated. And especially when you do the mode when like all like people play, like some people are really fucking good at games. Then they see that you're not good. So then it's like they just keep killing you. And it's like you're trying really hard because you just started learning this new, you know, way to work this new weapon but then it's like someone keeps killing you and like you can't use it even though like you feel like you've learned so much and that's all going to shit because just someone just keeps like targeting you like that's just yeah multiplayer no especially multiplayer with strangers not not gonna happen no 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 yeah no i like multiplayer with friends though that was fun but yeah um is there anything else going on this week? I, I can't really think of anything, you know, fun or exciting that's like going on. Are you are you doing anything fun or exciting in the next like week or two? Uh so next week is it next week? Next Sunday. Yeah. Next Sunday's yeah. Halloween, and we are going to, <laughs> as was as was discussed live in our last episode, <laughs> we decided we wanted to record with the 
very nice gentleman over at uh, Scrubbing Goofing Podcasters. So we're gonna we're gonna record with them on their show because that means I don't have to edit an episode with six people in it because that would make me sad. So we're just gonna do their show, which is the way I prefer it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get a couple of white claws in and have some uh, good times with some good friends. And there's just so many of them, and they're just so lovely. I'm so excited to just hang out with some fun people and talk about some fun topics. Yes. And it's going to be a good time. So I can't wait for everyone to listen to that. Yeah, we're going to hang out with fun, nice people and also Chris Hall. Chris Hall. What a a nice gentleman Chris Hall is. Like, possibly one of the best out there. He makes very good art. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Very good art. It's a good day when I get to see some good uh, Chris Hall art on Instagram or Twitter or just anywhere. He just Chris put Hall's up the a, shit. He, he, today he put up uh, Darth Vader. I saw that. Yeah. I retweeted that on our Twitter. So if you haven't seen it, look at it there or on his Twitter because he's very, very good. And now I'm going to look up his Twitter. I know I have some of his uh, pork stuff that he made um, displaying in my china cabinet. Oh, it's Chris Hall at Chris Hall BSDC. So follow him. And also listen to Scruffy looking podcasters, especially when we're going to be on it. Uh, is there anything else? No, I, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything this week. Very lackluster, but I I think, you know, once November comes in and I get to put up the Christmas tree, all will be well in Cantobite Dispatch Land. But then it's like I need to figure out, like, where am I going to put the tree? And then, like, I have to figure out where to put the other fake trees because, like, I don't want any competition. (laughs) Competition, okay. Yeah, because it's like we... We have a fake tree that yeah. we have already, and then we want to get like a real tree, but then it's like we have to take that up the stairs. So that's going to be a, a fun trip. And I'm not very strong, too. Like, so, like, I need to work on like my muscles a little bit before having to, you know, help Carlos like take up the tree. Or I can have Rusty come over, you know, uh, make him some brownies and be like, by the way, you have to help uh, luggage up a Christmas tree. But there's a plan. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Either way. There will be good times because it's uh, the holidays are always nice. And especially like, you know, holidays, a new place. I get new decorations. I already have my candles ready to go. Um, I have one going right now, but I can't smell it from here. And that's always like a shame when like you buy a candle, it smells good. And then you put it on and I can smell it a little bit, but maybe I'm just stuffy because it's early in the morning. And it gets really humid here. And I don't know why the humidity affects like my nostrils, but I had to smell a lot of things yesterday. So, and I made pumpkin muffins yesterday with like a cream cheese swirl or not cream, like a, yeah, a cream cheese swirl on top. And they were really good. Oh, that sounds tasty. I know. Really easy to make, you know, but yeah. Um, But I, th- I think that's it this week. Anything else you want to add before I go into more tangents that we don't need to hear? Uh, nope, I think that's it. Great. 
Okay. Where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The podcast is at CantobitePod. You can email us, CantobitePod at gmail.com. How are you doing? Where are you at, Brittany? I am on Instagram and Twitter as CantoBrit. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Sabrina, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought a cash into lunch With canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fushi Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches now if i didn't say your name don't feel no shame you love the fun the games and refresher bangs hang on every word of lindo's fanfic where she describes every vein in mendo's dick spread the word maybe buy a t-shirt i don't know maybe ask the girls if yattle squirts take your cbd send in your top three and you'll always be a bitch like me get him eric